I'm Deborah Bigda, and this is the Restoring Hope Podcast, where you can come to discover that no matter how bleak your situation may seem, you can experience true hope and ultimate health. And I'm not referring to just your physical health. I'm talking about a holistic approach to your health, including your mental, emotional, spiritual, and financial health. Join me as I share inspiring stories, incredible guests, and tangible actions that will transform you into the healthiest version of you, that version of you that is fully restored and hopeful for all that is possible. Good morning, all of my wonderful, beautiful friends. I hope you are having a fantastic Monday morning, and I am so looking forward to our time together today. So I want to tell you a little bit more of our story about the tornado. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard me mention it many, many times. But if you have not heard any of my episodes, just a 30-second overview. Um, A lot of these stories come from the 2008-2009 time period where my husband and I went through some really, really, really hard times. You know, the kind of period where you're just like, Lord, what is going on? So uh, long story short, we went to Italy at the end of 2007 into 2008. We were so blessed to be able to crawl up the Holy Stairs, say a prayer. When we returned, it was basically the beginning of January 2008. And within three weeks, my husband lost his job. Now, if you do not recall, 2008 was the beginning of a major recession, and uh, it was almost a month to the day, exactly. It was the end of February. I distinctly remember it was about 6.30 in the morning. Chris and I were sound asleep in bed, and all of a sudden, we awoke to the walls of her house. Our entire house is shaking viciously. If you can just picture like laying in bed and everything is shaking and we hear this loud train sound. Now I have never lived through a tornado before, but I am telling you when they tell you that there's like this train sound, they are not kidding. And we both like bolted up in bed and we just screamed tornado at the same time. Now, we had lost electricity. Both of us work um, contacts. He's pretty much almost legally blind without his contacts or glasses. I cannot see much past about three feet in front of me, but we went running to try and find our kids. Now, to give you a little bit of background, our bedrooms are upstairs all on one side of the house. We have, I guess, what they would call like a tri-level house. You walk in from the front door and you either go up two stairs or you can go down four stairs, right? And when you go up the two stairs, you up another five, you get to the main level, you go up another five stairs and you're upstairs where the bedrooms are. Well, right outside our bedroom windows, and we had three bedrooms upstairs, that's where all of us sleep. Uh, Two of my boys shared a room and Harrison was a baby at the time in a crib in the other bedroom and then our bedroom. And right outside our bedrooms, within probably 20 feet of that side of the house, was this ginormous pine tree. I mean, this thing must have been at least 60 feet tall. It had to be probably almost three feet in diameter, and it was diseased. Now, we wanted to cut that tree down many, 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 many times. 
But unfortunately, that tree literally sat on the property line with most of it really on our neighbor's property. So we'd asked our neighbors multiple times like, hey, can we cut the tree down? We're getting some trees cut down. We're willing to pay for to get it cut down. We're a little worried about it. And they're like, no, this tree is so nostalgic. I don't really know exactly what they meant by that. But long story short, the tree remained. And I remember distinctly saying to Chris multiple times, if the tree ever falls, it is going to kill us all because it was kind of leaning towards our house and all of our bedrooms there. And we're right up at the top. So that tree comes crashing down and like, we're dead. So back to the tornado. We're racing. I ran into Harrison's room. And if you can picture like your a crib is not that big, right? It's not that big until you suddenly are trying to feel for a baby as you are literally having a panic attack because you can feel the walls of your house shaking and you're trying to get this baby out of this crib to get to safety in the basement. And I kept patting around, patting around, patting around the crib, trying to find him. And finally I found him and I whisked him up and Chris had grabbed um, Trevor and Austin and he had him in his two arms and we went racing down to the basement. And by the time we got to the basement, it was dead silent. I mean, like the most eerie silent in the world, the house was perfectly still. It was like there was not a sound that could be heard. The tornado had passed. Like the tornado was ripping through our property as we were whisking our kids out of bed. And by the time we finally got to safety, it was long gone. So I remember telling Chris, because I could see a little bit better than he could, I was like, I'll go upstairs to the bathroom and get our glasses so we can at least like see, you know, in the house to the extent that any sort of daylight might be coming in through the windows because it was very early in the morning. It was about 6.30 in the morning and we wanted to go outside and just look and see. So I went upstairs to the bathroom. I grabbed our glasses off the countertop. And I went to the bathroom window to look out because I wanted to see if this tree had fallen. And I mean, when I looked out that window, that tree had fallen. And even though it was leaning towards our house, God had allowed that tree to fall straight backwards between the two houses. And I remember literally right there at the window, dropping to my knees, tears streaming down my face, and immediately praying for thanks, for protection and safety, because we truly were upstairs when this tornado was blowing through, just barreling through the property, ripping all the trees out of the ground and throwing them around. And yet, God protected us this entire time. So I brought the glasses to Chris. We took the three kids and we went outside. Now we were very, very blessed. Mind you, when I tell you this story, we were very blessed because our house was intact. Um, there was some damage to the, to the roof, but it wasn't too bad. Um, but every tree that was on our property was torn up and um, just this gigantic mangle 
mess of trees if you can imagine like pine trees i in the 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 craters they left in the earth we have a picture of one where our boys are standing there it probably must have been about 10 feet wide and this is the tree that was between our two properties the hole the crater was probably about 10 feet wide by probably about six to eight feet know, length the other direction and at least six feet deep like you could stand down in the hole and pretty much not even have your head to come up to the surface level of the ground that's how huge it was our fence was torn to shreds we had um two dogs at the time all of the fencing was gone except for one gate now if you could picture this like literally all the fences gone there are trees just laying around all over the place just mangled one on top of the other it wasn't even like a neat mess right and there were these two fence posts with a gate like a three foot wide gate everything else was gone so one of the things that i talk to people about like how to find treasure in the trench there's five steps but there's two that i want to talk to you about today one is always finding looking for the the treasure in the trench right so my treasure in this trench was the fact that the tree that could have taken out my entire family had it fallen on our house had fallen directly behind our house or between the houses right so always looking for that glimmer of hope or the glimmer of good and the second is keeping your humor so if you can picture trees everywhere no fence i mean fence pieces all over the place except for this gate and we would tease if you want to take the dogs out you know we'd be like are you went outside we'd be like remember to shut the gate so the dogs don't get out I mean, we would laugh every time the joke never got old because like shut the gate why bother to shut the gate there's no freaking fence anywhere around the dog's going to get out anyways, whether the gate's open or closed. But we just found it so funny how everything was gone except for this little gate. But now what I will tell you is this. This is also the time that we discovered that homeowner's insurance doesn't cover one red cent for any damage for trees laying all around your property. If the tree was on your structure... So, for example, there was um, a section of tree that crossed over our fence line. Okay, whatever. 60-foot tree, one-foot section of it happens to cross over the property line where we had a piece of fence. Homeowner's insurance covered to cut that one-foot section of tree out and remove it. But all these other trees... All this damage with these craters all over our yard, which clearly you can't leave, all of that, nothing covered by our insurance company. So here we are sitting one month after my husband losing his job with no income because at the time I was homeschooling my kids and we probably had at least $10,000 worth of damage that we needed to cover. So humor was really, really important. And finding the um, the treasure because we could have just focused on the bills that we had, but just 
instead focusing on the fact that our family was safe, that God protected us, that our house was intact, our roof did need to be replaced. But again, that luckily was covered by homeowner's insurance, but everything else was not. So I want you to think about a time in your life where something really pretty big happens and it's hard initially to find the good, right? Because it just seems so devastating. And I want you to reflect and think, what is maybe one little thing that came out of that? Was there something that came out of that that you could focus on instead of the bad? And as things happen to you, to try to ask yourself, is there something, just a glimmer, whatever it is, you know, for us, when we were looking at all of that money that we we're going to have to pay for all that damage, it was, it might've been easy to not be grateful. I don't want to say not be grateful for the fact that our lives were spared, but it might've been easy not to recognize that, right? Not to recognize the fact of how easy it could have been for the outcome to be completely different. And keeping the humor, I cannot tell you how important keeping the humor is. Guys, I'm not necessarily, my husband is definitely the jokester of the family. I tend to be a little bit more on the serious side. I'd like to consider myself a recovering serious type A personality um, because I am trying to loosen up. But seriously, keeping the humor in things will make all the world of difference to you. I would love to know a story from your past, a story where maybe things did not seem to be going that great, where you could either find some humor in it or find just one little thing that when you look back or maybe you're going through it right now, you could say, you know, things kind of suck right now. And I don't really use that word that often, but every once in a while, you might feel like that's just how it is, right? Things don't seem to be going well. What is one tiny glimmer, no matter how small it is, tell me what is something that you've got. And if you know of somebody that is going through a challenging time, I'd love for you to share some of these podcasts. This is literally just one month and the clip of things. If you've been listening, you've heard that this was month two. And then in month three in March, my husband's skin cancer came back and we didn't have health insurance. Yeah. And at that point, we were kind of like, what in the world, Lord? Like, seriously, you want to take us off the face of the earth? Could you just do this faster for us? So this was month two before we even got to that point. But I really, my goal and passion is to help bring hope and restore hope to people and help people to get through the challenging times. Our time for today has come to an end, my friends. It has been wonderful to be here with you. As always, I ask that you please follow or subscribe to the podcast, like it and leave a review. It helps others to find the podcast. And I look forward to sharing another fantastic story with you next week. Thank you for joining us today on the Restoring Hope podcast with your host, me, Deborah Bigda. 
It would mean the world to me if you'd like and subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your family and friends and those that you think might benefit from what it is that we've shared today. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Check out my website. The link is listed below. My prayer for you, my friends, is that you are able to lean into the person that God has truly designed you to be, restoring hope for both yourself and all of those around you. Until next week, have an amazing day. Love you all. I can't wait to chat next week.